0: How's it going? Welcome to a love we're dying for podcast, where we're helping marriages one verse at a time. This is Joseph
1: and Janelle Banks,
0: and I hope you're having a great week. For this episode here, we're going to be talking about you know what keeps us from having loving relationships with others. And I know this is we're still in February, almost about to get out of February, and this is the month where everybody talks about Valentine's and and love. We've been kind of tuned with relationships this past. This past month when we deal with our episodes, we want to just kind of hit on some of these um, things that really keeps us from having the type of relationships with others that we should be having, and that would be God-glorifying and loving to them. And that's something which we should be mindful of anyway, no matter what we're doing. But, you know, there are things that do get in the way from us having loving relationships with people around us, from those that are close to us to those whom we work with to even those who we don't know but that we meet. And um, what do you think about this, (laughs) Dr.
1: Um, I think it's one that it seems simple, but it has a lot of parts to it. And it's really something we have to be alert about, be aware about, conscientious about and always striving to work towards it. Cause I think a lot of times we just think love and for many people just think, okay, it's either there or it's not, but people don't think about, well what's the work I have to put into this? What what's the understanding I need to have about love so that I can be aware of when I'm not loving or how to love um and we know that love is of god that he is love he's the perfect example for that and um, we should definitely always look to him Um, and as we look to him in prayer we should also look to him in his word because his word has laid out all of this um for us pretty much the bible is what kind of teaches us about love and 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 what it means and and who it's from, and um, those who should have it because of their uh, relationship to the one who possesses
0: it. Right. And there are a lot of things which kind of distort that, and there are a lot of things which kind of get in the way of us having the love of Christ that we should have to our fellow man and to those who are closest to us. You know, in the last episode, we talked about the relationship we have with our spouse or those outside of our spouse. And even before that, we talked about how our relationship with our spouse um, should be, well, in our, our, our thoughts, you know, the the, the closest relationship we should have outside of God. So what are some of those things which kind of get in the way of us having these relationships with those that are closest to us? And we know the greatest relationship that we have is with God. So let's kind of like look at the relationship, um, uh, the, the things which can take that loving relationship that we have with God away and we know that the, one of the greatest things is, is sin so you know there are different types of sin comes in different ways and we know that in the fall when, when the original man and woman um, Adam and Eve um, disobeyed God that brought sin into the world so now all forms of sin is in the world mm-hmm. and we see it in our daily lives and that's something that we have to continually um, turn from and fight against um, and, you know, also, you know, just being um, wanting our own way and, and wanting to be our own gods or putting ourselves first. That's another thing which which distorts our relationship with, with God and really breaks that loving relationship. And really, there's nothing we can do in that aspect to get our relationship back with God in and of ourselves. Um, we learn in the scriptures that God draws us to him and it's through Christ who died and sacrificed his life for us that we're able to get that relationship back to God the Father through the Son and he is the bridge that bridges that gap between um, God and man and so that's ultimately you know, what will bring that relationship back to fruition and being, bring it back to being one but there are other things and there are other groups of people that we have relationship with our uh, first one we're talking about is our spouse, and of course, our podcast is dealing with you know how we can love our spouse and our families um, through the Word of God and through a living that is glorifying of God. So let's kind of come go through a few of these things. Like, what are some of the um, things that we that keeps us from having a love relationship with our spouse? Um, you know one is distractions. So what are some of the distractions you can think about?
1: um well a big one today is social media i think um and and you know it may not be for every relationship but for most relationships if not both couples are on social media in some form at least one so like for couples where it's both of them both of them on in social media then It's both individuals being distracted by that platform. And then in cases where maybe only one um, of the spouses is on social media, then maybe the other spouse is distracted by something else. Um, But it's definitely a distraction because it takes away from your time, um, your energy, your, your, you know, your thinking and all of that there's so much that goes through on social media even for myself i've been processing and doing different things um to kind of back away a little bit of course we have this podcast and we do other things on social media like through our church and things like that for um you know the live services and things like that so we don't want to just say well social media is bad and of right. itself, But we want to be able to say, well, I need to have some parameters around how I use this, when I use this. And just being a good steward of, you know, my time and where I'm at, who I'm connected with in those platforms.
0: And that's a, a good thing because I think a lot of the things that we will consider are distractions from having this relationship are mm-hmm. necessarily bad things. Right. It's just we allowing these outside forces to get in the way of really building those relationships that we should be building. And mm. we're all um, uh, guilty of it. Exactly. We're all... Because, you know, like Danielle was talking about social media, but, you know, even your job yeah. can be a distraction. You can be so focused on making money and <laughs> moving up in your career right that that can get in the way of building those relationships and I, you hear a lot, a lot of people who just fall out of love and maybe that's not because they fall out right. of love maybe because they put something else in the in in the place. in place oh, of yeah. it so that's you may be putting your career in a place of really getting to know your spouse and growing with your spouse mm. or your placing you know you always may think hey i'm I'm, tr- I'm doing this for my family but the thing about it is that how are you doing something from your family, but still distancing from your family? Mm. So that's one that's of the big good. problems that and you I think, have.
1: Yeah, I think that's a tough one because we are called to work. Right. We are called to provide. And usually that happens through work, but we know there are investments and other things like that that people can do. So I think it's not really a one set formula per se on how you should do that. But each family, each couple needs to be able to make these evaluations and and make these decisions to be able to say, well, what's best for my family? How can we as a family glorify god best in our work in our responsibilities and in what we need to do in building and growing those relationships with them, which then is like a support and a pointing back to um encouraging each other to glorify god
0: so even the bible says work unto the lord not man mm-hmm. but it's like how do you work into the lord what does that look like and doing that in a proper way and in mm-hmm. proper context would build would be would be doing it right and you'll still have time for your family especially your spouse right Um, other things which can well
1: well, I did want to kind of point out because this kind of has been an ongoing online topic and I know I had posted something recently about Mm it Um, I guess the idea of moms that work um, work from home um, and I'll say that because a lot of people also use the phrase uh, stay at home mom and sometimes associated with that is like you just stay at home and you're not doing anything and that's far from the truth like moms that stay at home and not saying there aren't people outside of it that are lazy and not doing what they're supposed to do but for the most part you're pretty busy especially if you have kids right but even with those that may not have kids they may be taking care of elderly parents or working in the community and all these different things um, the idea of work I think even causes division because sometimes people don't look at, it. at home and taking care of the home and the kids and the family and the church the community even the spouse um, as 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 work and as valuable and important to the kingdom of God
0: right I think it's it's, it's, it's a very old-fashioned way of thinking like some people mm. think that you know Um, barefoot and pregnant the whole idea of the um, mom and they have a very low view of motherhood Mm -hmm. ultimately when it comes to women Mm -hmm. so i think we have to have a a more corrected view that's biblically based and that is looking towards uplifting our mothers and wives that will show them that the home is is a very a very um a, a, a very I don't know how you say it but I, I guess it's, 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 it's important for yeah, it's even when important. we look at
1: scripture and it talks about all the things we are to teach within the home so not even when we think about going to church but all the things that go on within the home that our kids learn we hear about a lot of people impacted as adults and and a lot of them can trace back to but well, what was my life like growing up and a lot of it kind of is related to what goes on in the home so For us, we take that very importantly and we, we try to do our best according to scripture and it may not look like every other family. And the thing is for us as a couple, for you and I to be on the same page on it and to really look at how are we honoring God, you know, in what we do, um, towards that.
0: Right. And another thing which really goes towards distracting us from those relationships. Or the hobbies or the personal interests or the things which we consider are fun in our lives, which can sometimes take us away from having that one on one with your spouse. And you know, we all have our personal interests, we all have our things that we like to do. And I think what we sometimes forget is that you know, just because you have these things you like doesn't mean you can't involve your spouse. Sometimes it'd be fun to involve your spouse in your interests that's the way you can continue to build that love relationship um, And because you're going to have differences they're not going to like everything you know what I mean I like the same movies <laughs> but it'd be good to kind of like just okay I know you like this let, let me let me be involved with Make that some compromises making <laughs> compromises or you know just try to limit the time that you have with the things that are self self-fulfilling in your in, right. and, and kind of find those bridges between you and your spouse, which you can then build that relationship more, and can mm-hmm. continue to bring the the loving atmosphere in your home. So you have to be very mindful and careful for that, because some people just think, you know, they say, "Well, I just let him do his thing," or "I just let her do her thing," but they forget to come together, and
1: they end up growing apart. Right.
0: And, and so you can allow those those things you love to to basically tear apart the love that you have for your spouse so you gotta be very careful so everything in moderation everything in moderation <laughs> um i think another thing we can talk about real quickly is um other people you can allow other people to get in the distract you if your spouse is the person that god's brought brought in your life to 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 build you to strengthen you to encourage you to show um, the world the unity that christ and the church has then that should be A strongest relationship that you have, and it should be stronger than any other relationship that you have with any other person that you have in this world. And unfortunately, sometimes people are so they they with their friends a lot, they love their friends and they love their other people that that they're into. Like I say, going back to those self hobbies that they're not building with their spouse, so you can you can that can end up creeping and bringing in some envy, can bring in pride. And it can mm-hmm. also bring in... It could bring in inappropriate relationships,
1: depending on if yes, you're with can. someone of the opposite, opposite sex, sex. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can
0: definitely bring in inappropriate relationships. And a lot of relationships have broken because of that and have really hurt even the church mm-hmm. when it comes to those relationships which are not in accordance to how they should be. Um, so we have to be very mindful of that when dealing with... Uh, um, with our relationships, um, next after distractions, we know that selfishness can be a big thing, which can separate a loving relationship with your spouse. And those things deal with really your pride and, and the lust that you have. And pride, of course, is something which we really have to be mindful of because it's something which don't seem so big until you're kind of stuck in it because you think highly of yourself more you do of others. And You know, a lot of people even get into arguments, they'll start about, you know, well I did this and this and that and they'll start putting themselves first rather than looking at the two being one. Mm -hmm. You know, we shouldn't be really arguing with our spouse, comparing accolades or comparing what one person (laughs) does over another. And it's
1: so easy to do. (laughs) Yeah, it's so easy
0: to do because that's that's the sin always find it and usually that's something which seems kinda small. i think a
1: big one well i wouldn't say big one but one that sometimes we could talk about well hey you on your cell phone or you're on social media but it it are so easy to call out the other person when we're not on it but we were just on it not too long ago
0: right yeah (laughs) yeah we 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 do that a lot so (laughs) we have to be mindful of of stop being selfish with our time and being selfish with the things that God has blessed us with, and and learn to find those fine moments to come together and to and to be selfless mm-hmm. and to be serve your your spouse. So that's something we want to want to keep in check. Another thing which we have to be mindful of is that um, that love relationships with our kids is something which we have to continue to strive to get better at and the thing which really keeps us from loving our kids the way they should you know is sometimes not being focused or not being knowledgeable on what to do when raising them Mm -hmm. a lot of us have role models Mm -hmm. or we have people who will help us with our kids but some people go into having children they don't know and or if but they I'll know say most
1: people or you don't have a biblical view maybe right a lot of times you kind of say well my parents raised me like this my parents were in the church you know they were pretty good parents and you kind of take some of those things into kind of, your own parenting yeah, until something patterns, yeah. comes into your life or you learn something along the way or you seek out like hey i want to know what the words say or i want to know what is the best way and you know Of course the bible is the the main place that we should go um but it's nothing wrong with reading books that tell you about raising children but just being discerning about well what exactly is it teaching and is it contrary to things that the word of god says
0: right right so we have to make sure that we're focused on that and making sure that we're always having a good communication with your spouse when dealing with raising the kids Mm -hmm. because it's not just one person raising you know the we look at the mothers as being the ones who are there for the children it takes two and got to make sure that us husbands have to make sure that we're involved with raising the kids just as much as our wives are Mm -hmm. um and other another relationship which we have to be mindful of is just relationship we have with other people and you know sometimes being um not concerned with others and sometimes it's being, I guess be more dealing with selfishness again. And you look to your own things and you're about, well, I have my own problems, I have my own life. And you don't want to look at how you can build those relationships with other people outside of your spouse and your kids. So you have to be very mindful that, you know, there are things that can keep us from those. And sometimes it's also things that can keep us from, it's just, it's just a lack of knowledge. Um, not knowing who somebody is, not knowing um, more about a person or more about someone's situation that they're going through that can keep you from really loving on them and really trying to build a loving relationship with these people and we're talking about love relationship we don't mean uh like some type of relationship as in like what you have with your spouse we're talking about just you know to love to show t- care to compassion, show care compassion concern. and that's something yeah. which we should all feel to all men because everybody was created in the image of god so since everybody's created in the image of god we should be showing the same amount of love and concern we have to all men as we do our spouse even though the ones we have the race we have our spouse is a special type of relationship that is something that god has has given us mm-hmm. and is a like I said, a showcase of the love that christ has for his church
1: so i guess basically a lot of the things that keep us from um loving others is It's pretty much the same or or very similar because, you know, a lot of things that keep us from loving our spouse well can also keep us from loving our kids or loving others. So we really have to keep our focus on Christ. And And he um, is the solution
0: to all of this. He
1: is a solution. And ultimately, sin is the biggest thing that keeps us from those loving relationships.
0: Right. And we don't want to get in a... I know some people are like, well, this sin is bigger than this or that... Sin is sin, no matter what the size of sin, when you look at it from a biblical perspective, all sin keeps us from God. Um, just one ounce of sin separates us from a holy and righteous and perfect God. So we look at all these things which blocks our relationships with God and others. We know that people need solutions. If you need to have practical ways of what can I do then to build these relationships with others, to make these relationships more loving. Well the first thing um what we looked at is that you know you need to we need to repent and first have like if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you need to get a relationship with Christ. Um and in a verse in, in Matthew verse three through um verse um chapter three sorry verse two um there is a verse which really tell um which is basically straightforward about having the relationship of God that we need. And what does that say about Matthew 3, 2? Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.
0: And that basically just lets us know that, hey, in, in, in the greater scheme of things, when it comes to all the relationships that we have, when it comes to all of life that we're living, the kingdom of God is truly what we need to be striving for. And that's going to be it. And, and to get to that, to get to the ultimate relationship that we'll have and that's with God we have to repent of our sins put our faith and trust in his his mediator his his way of atonement which was due to the son Jesus Christ and that's the only way we can really have that relationship which is the greatest relationship that we can have in mm-hmm. this life or in outside of this life right. so and
1: I guess when we look at that relationship because I know people are like hey I have a good relationship with God but yet they they're Their manner of living doesn't reflect that. And I think that's where we have to really evaluate, you know, what sin in our lives is really keeping us from loving others in a way that God has loved us. Because we can't say, I love God and I have a good relationship with God, but yet you're treating people, um, you know, like like they're not image bearers of Christ. You're not treating them kind. You're not being... Um, patient with them, and and you know I fall short in these areas too, um, but I think because we have the Holy Spirit, it right. convicts us. We don't stay in that mean of behaving and and not feel bad about it, and not feel convicted, and um, and continue as if oh nothing's wrong. Right. Um, either the Spirit checks us or one of our brotherly sisterly um um people in those relationships need to check us and i know sometimes it is difficult um but i'm glad for those people around us that check us Holds but they do they hold us accountable and they do it in a loving way like i i just love those people right. i mean it it, it, it rubs me because you know you're you you don't always no want to be checked nobody wants to be checked But, ultimately, I do want to be checked, although I I don't like it when it's happening. I like it afterwards because I see how it's helped me.
0: Right. And number two, when it comes to what you can do to build these relationships in a loving manner, is for one, especially as Christians, reading the scriptures, you know, reading the Bible. And in 2 Timothy 3.16, there's a verse that can really um, help us with, with that.
1: All this. scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness.
0: So we looking at that. As well, se- I can
1: also read 17. You're it sure. says so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work.
0: Right. And that's something which we need to do more often. I know I fall short in that. And not just waiting on the time that you go to church to read scripture, but to be filled with scripture throughout the week. Because we need to have a mind of Christ. And when, you, when you've when you been saved, you have a mind of Christ. We need to develop that. Just like developing muscles, you have to work it out. So without working out, you're not going to develop. So you have to make sure that you are being en- en- enriched through the scriptures so that you'll know how God is hearing us and what he has to say about the different things that we do in our lives mm. and that's going on and that will better our relationships because then we will have more. We'll have a godly thinking when it comes to dealing with um, the things that can get in the way right. of fostering these loving relationships with um, those around us another thing that we have to do which is very important is to pray um, that is something which we as Christians always hear about and that we're told to do, but sometimes we don't do it enough, is to pray. And there's a scripture that goes with that, which is First Thessalonians 5, 27. What is that
1: I adjure you by the Lord to have this letter read to all the brethren. Is that
0: what? Oh, I think we have a wrong scripture. <laughs> oh. oh, no, it is 17. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. Pray without ceasing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the other verse, we'll probably have that somewhere for another time. But the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. And I always tell the kids this. I say, you can just pray anytime. You don't have to wait for a special time to pray. That when you feel the need to, when you think about somebody, or think about a situation that's going on in life, or think about your family, that's a time to pray. And you don't have to even get on your knees and do it. You can just, you know, take a time, even if you're at work, take a time and just think about the person. Just pray to God for them. Um, pray to God for those relationships and pray to God for especially as the husband your spouse or your, your, your wife and your, your your husband if you are um, a wife and to make sure keep that as a part of your daily diet mm. that praying is something that we should be doing all the time that should be something that should not stop mm. and you know it don't, don't mean that you just don't do life it just means that whenever a person comes to mind pray for them whenever a situation happens maybe you hear about it on the news mm-hmm. you know pray for that situation because everything that's happened is based on relationships. And it's about how we are as a society connected. We're connected because God created us, like I said earlier, in the, in his image. Right. And because of that, we're all image bearers. We should be praying for one another. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that we will all um, uh, be led by his spirit to Christ who, will, who, who can forgive us of our sins. Mm-hmm. That's because that's the ultimate relationship that we can have so we want to make sure that we're always praying that we're always
1: enemies praying for your leaders all people unity in the body
0: (laughs) most definitely because we definitely need that another thing we need to do is which is a a kind of a touchy subject for some people is having um a local um fellowship with believers or being in the church Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people who kind of smirk this as you know they don't have to be in the church um or they don't have to, to regularly meet. regularly meet as a as a um, body of believers but this is something which the bible tells us that that we need to do because how are you going to then hold somebody else accountable for what they're doing if you're not around them so we want to make sure that um we are we are fellowshipping with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and verse um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 26 kind of deals with that what does that say
1: what is the outcome then brethren when you assemble each one has a psalm has a teaching has a revelation has a tongue has an interpretation let all things be done for edification
0: and that's something we need to which coming together does. We all come together and we sing, we we read, we were taught, we are we are edified so that we can continue to go on through this life with our families and others, pointing them to Christ with our life. So unless you're in a assembly of believers, then you're just doing it solo. And how do you know that you're you are doing it to the glory of God? How do you know that you are um, truly saved how do you know that you are not going down the path of false teaching mm-hmm. so we have to be together with with our body believers who can keep us accountable of the things that we do and say
1: mm-hmm.
0: and another thing we need to have which is a big thing which we even talk to our kids about is being having discernment you know discernment is baby being able to well what is discernment because you've been telling the kids about this huh. one Oh, lot. <laughs> well, I guess just
1: being able to consider, um, what is, is happening and why, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's a, a big thing for us right now is just being able to discern between like some people would say what is right and what is almost right.
0: <laughs> um,
1: right. and, and even discerning between things that are good, but not necessarily Good and appropriate for me or my family and maybe even at a certain time so it, it's something we've been looking at different um, character traits and um, I guess this is probably about the going on the sixth week and um, the other ones that the kids did it, we asked them to be able to identify it in one another and to call it out so right. um, compassion and diligence were the last two um so you know we hear them call that out and even as we go on to a new one we tell them that hey still call it out when you um see it in one another but discernment has been a bit tough because i think they're not exactly able to see somebody discerning because a lot of times that's something kind of going on internally where you're self-examining and it's based on knowledge it's based on wisdom mm-hmm. um, and and it's, it's going to be one that I think we, we're going to be toggling through but basically just letting our kids know that hey discernment comes from the spirit the Holy Spirit yeah. so even though people that are not with the Holy Spirit they can still discern things but there's still going to be things within the spirit the supernatural right. that they're not going to be able to see because without the spirit we're, we're blinded um, to those things even when you read the, the scripture if you don't have the Holy Spirit guiding you
0: right. you,
1: you won't understand it um, or you'll
0: just understand it from a way that is right. not how it is intended a distorted
1: be, view of it right. um, and not a way that glorifies God and edifies the body
0: right yeah. so read baby um on Philippians 1 9 through 11 and that's going to really help us Oops. to okay. get on the
1: you said 9 through 11 yes and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve the things that are excellent mm-hmm. in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's that's really what we want to do. You know, we want to basically be able to glorify God and to have this discern about us that allow, allow us to know what is right and what is what is those things that are pleasing to God and to be able to see it and we can't do this for our own human eyes mm-hmm. takes spiritual eyes and that's what discernment is be able to notice those things that are happening mm-hmm. that aren't just something that everybody else everybody can see right and, and I
1: guess just looking like how does that relate to our our loving and our relationships well i think even like for our our children there's we have kids that sometimes have certain sin issues and certain attitudes and we have to be able to discern and to respond in in a way that shows like hey i have the love of god in me i have discernment for what is really going on here and being mm-hmm. able to call out those things. Like, hey, that's that's a covetous spirit or that's that's your heart. Your heart is what's causing you to ask that question. Right. Um, and helping our kids to see that because that's gonna be something that they'll be able to see in them their own selves. They'll be like, why did I say that? Why did I ask that? Or even looking at other people and saying, well, hmm, that question didn't come from a good place right. sometimes people say well every question is a good question and okay that might be true in most instances but sometimes people ask things and they have an evil or a wicked or bad intent behind right. it. And you even see that able, in scriptures
0: with the Pharisees. They were asking Jesus right. questions, but they weren't asking him to know. They were asking him things to trip him up.
1: Exactly. And and being able to discern that and, and be loving in that. So checking your own self, but examining what's going on in a relationship and seeing, well, what's the best um, method for me to go about relating to this person who may be coming at me kind of sideways.
0: Right. So another thing we need to have to to really deal with those and we kind of touched it a little bit is compassion mm-hmm. which you need to be compassionate to others right. often, and you have to be gracious to others as God has been gracious and compassionate to us mm-hmm. and a verse that really deals with that is in Colossians chapter 3 um, verses verse? 20, th- 22 let's see if that's it I think I wrote this down correctly <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said what verse 22. Uh, I don't know that's the right
0: verse. It must be, um, let me see, three, uh, it's 14 actually, 12 through 14. Okay, 12 through
1: 14. all right. So, as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Mm -hmm. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity.
0: Right. That's That's that's, up to 14. (laughs) Yes, 12 to 14. And um, that's something we really have to understand is that it's going to be, it unifies us to be compassionate Mm -hmm. to one another and loving to one another so building that loving relationship with others will definitely is, is is something we have to do and compassion is something that will allow us to do that
1: right and through christ we will be able to do that through the holy spirit i'm going to read 15 through uh what is that 17 17 sure. because it says let the peace of christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful Let the word of christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual, spiritual songs, songs mm-hmm. singing with thankfulness in your hearts to god whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name of lord jesus giving thanks through him to God, the father. And this kind of reminds me of someone that I'm um, praying with for the red card event at our church. And that's a a event we've had for a number of years. We've had to do it a little bit differently this year where we're praying for another sister at church. And um, this time we're actually praying with the person rather than for them. And it's been such a blessing every time we meet to, to pray, but this lady that's near and dear to me she she always encourages me in so many different ways she does just doesn't even know um but one of the things she reminded me is just praying about being more thankful and praising and i'm like yes because prayer is not just about us coming to god and asking for things and right. requesting things that's a part of it because he wants us to come to him and he is our main provider right um but he also wants our praise like you know we should have a praise report a lot of things we pray for and it's come to pass or or good things have come for through it you know god deserves all the praise for that and i think it encourages us to see like hey he's not just a god that we pray to and we don't know what but we actually um have a relationship with him where he loves on us he cares for us and he shows us um through answered prayers and that we can constantly have um spiritual songs and hymns in our mouth just Um, Reminding us to just praise him And that he's worthy of all praise
0: Most definitely And lastly before we go One of the biggest things you can have That kind of ties all these things up When having to Maintaining and fostering this loving relationship With with people Mm -hmm. Is being content Um, Being content with You know where you are in life um, The people who are around you Mm -hmm. And you know with that Will bring thanksgiving And Mm -hmm. It will bring on um, praise and will bring just a, a, a unfiltered love that you'll have to those people and in Philippians chapter 4 verses 11 through 13 it kind of deals with that
1: okay it? so it says not that I speak from want for I have learned to be content In whatever circumstances I am, Mm -hmm. I know how to get along with humble means. And I also know how to live in prosperity Mm -hmm. in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me
0: Amen. and ultimately we can do all things through Christ. Christ is the solution, as we mentioned before. Jesus is the solution mm-hmm. to all of this. And through Him, we can be content. Mm-hmm. Um, through Him, those relationships that we are building and those, that we have with, we can be thankful for them. Yeah. Um, ones which may be kind of strained. We can be thankful that at least we have a race. There's some people who, don't, who are out here who don't have anybody. Right. You know, we can be thankful that, hey, those relationships can be brought back together. Right? They can be you know they're they, they they can be um uh, solidified that's been broken apart right. we for them and that glorifies
1: are. god in those reconciled um relationships it, right. it gives us an opportunity to share the gospel because a lot of times um relationships that are broken or severed there's some sin issues some right. pride you know that's keeping them from humbling themselves and 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 coming together having forgiveness having showing that love and saying hey you know i can love you even in our differences even though there's been hurt i can still show
0: you love right even the bible says to love your enemies and these aren't even your enemies you may these are people who are you have a relationship relationship with and even though it's strange you can still pray for them like we talked about earlier, you can still love on them from afar, you can still um, do the things you need to do to help bridge that gap of that broken relationship. So these are some things that we hope that you kind of take in mind when it comes to you know, building these relationships and showing these people that you love them um, from God all the way down to those who you don't know, the strangers that you meet in the street and hopefully this, this will bring about a greater unity and a greater testimony of the love of Christ with the way that we love on others. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode of A Love Worth Dying For. Uh, make sure to like, share, subscribe on the different platforms. You can check our podcast not only on Anchor, but also Apple Podcasts and others. Uh, make sure to um uh, definitely tell others about the podcast. Share with your friends and family. If you want to donate, you can donate on Auth, Anchor or on Coffee. And until next time, this is Joseph and
1: Janelle Banks
0: <laughs> for a love worth dying for. <laughs> Take it easy. God bless. Thank you for listening to a love worth dying for podcast. We hope you were encouraged, educated, and blessed by the show. Hope to see you back again on our next episode. You can check us out on Twitter at loveworthdyingfor or email us at For at gmail.com. So until next time, grace, peace, and love to the glory of God.